0: this is megan ball
1: and this is brock wilbur
0: and you're listening to carrying into the void the podcast where we get together tell each other about a weird or dark story we've heard and then try to find the silver lining or flip it into something that while possibly not positive will at least be productive how are things going today brock
1: they're going possibly not positive they have been productive
0: there's something to be said for that
1: i'm trying to follow the thesis of our show yeah <laughs> in, in all things we keep delaying recording episodes <laughs> because of self-care which no problem that, yeah. is, that is how this show has always functioned that's why we have four years of the show under our belt and we're on episode 54. So
0: it's been a busy time you know
1: uh, today was today was a good one because uh, I got to own up to some mistakes and I got done with the day and all my drive home was like huh I really did own up and take responsibility for things that I know I did wrong and they weren't massive things but i was impressed by how like even 4 or 5 years ago that wouldn't have happened for me and i'm like oh i at some point you get uh you you get smart enough to to be a human person with other people and uh really resolve a situation by uh saying i was wrong and not having a gigantic hang up with it i i am impressed with myself today i'm very tired and i've used up every emotion but I'm owning some things, and that's fun, it turns out. Well, not fun, but it makes me feel better, and I will sleep tonight.
0: <laughs> that's a big thing to do, to to say that you are raw and take responsibility, so kudos to you.
1: How are you today, Megan?
0: I'm doing well. It is a billion degrees here, and I I recognize that it's much hotter in the Pacific Northwest, and I feel for everyone there. But today it was 97 degrees and 107 with the heat index, and I don't do well in warm weather. I don't own clothing that's not black. I... I, I like wilt outside like a plant. So the,
1: the word wilt, it comes to mind to me a lot with you during the summer. Oh, like I, I know you refuse to give up.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's bad. I've been going to the office more frequently now because they kind of did a soft reopening and like standing on like a train platform in like 90 degree weather outside in the blazing sun. And I'm like, oh, this is hell. Oh, I'm in hell now. <laughs> oh, okay. Now I understand what's going on. The absolute fucking worst. I I hate it. But a cool thing happened, which is Jason icebell's Metallica cover came out today, and it's fucking amazing. <laughs> Did you listen to it yet?
1: This Metallica album, boy howdy. Oh my this, god, this thing.
0: It's gonna be so well, cool.
1: I, I'm a bigger fan of of Saint Vincent's Sad but True, but here we go.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've never been like a huge Metallica person. I like some of the songs. I'm happy to listen to them. They're a good band. But just, like, the list, like, the the rogues gallery of people that they got to do covers for this is obscene. Ghost is doing one, which makes me very excited. But, like, I didn't understand, like, the breadth of genres until I heard the one from Jason Isbell. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing. This is fucking amazing. I... I'm so excited. The music video is great too. I looked up to see if there was one and there is and it's a skeleton riding a horse in the wild west. I'm like, "Yes, thank you." That's,
1: that's w- been at least 3 of your stories on this show, Megan. <laughs> w- what is your story for us today?
0: My story today is about the mermaid chair.
1: See, already mermaids don't need a chair. Like that's that's not how chairs work or mermaids. <laughs> no. Come on.
0: This is uh, its kind of a bit of a romantic story, actually. It's from uh, Cornwall, England. The mermaid chair is an actual physical object made in 15th century uh, Cornwall, and it has a mermaid carved onto it. And it's actually not so much a chair as it is a church pew, and the people of that village took a lot of care into carving it and, and setting it aside as a chair for a mermaid because, as the legend goes... There used to be a mermaid that would attend church there. So in Cornwall, in actually a place called Zenor, there would be a very well dressed, beautiful woman who would regularly attend church services. And she had a lovely singing voice and she was like the most beautiful woman there. And she kept appearing for years and years and years, and never seemed to age. And no one knew where she came from or who her family were, but they'd see her walking up to the church of the direction from where the beach is. They didn't know kind of where she's coming from except that it was kind of beach adjacent. Um she eventually falls in love with a local man named Matthew Trawala and after that he is never seen again. He followed her home one day and that was the end of him. Um some say he was selected because he was the finest male singer in the church and that caught her attention also cuz he was you know said to be devastatingly handsome and polite and well-mannered but after he went missing, so did the beautiful woman. So, everyone kind of thought that they had run off together. Years later, a sailing vessel runs aground on that beach, and their anchor was knocked into kind of like a bit of a, a sea alcove, kind of like a, an underwater cave. And a beautiful woman appears out of the ocean, and she's the same beautiful woman that used to go to the church. And she tells the sailors to move their anchor because it's blocking her way home, and she wants to see her husband and children. So everyone in the village started to realize that the woman that had been attending was a mermaid and had taken Matthew Terwella with her into the sea. The chair that they made is allegedly the chair that she would sit in every single church service. It's the, the pew that she had. And it was carved by the people in the parish in her honor. They consider themselves blessed to have been visited by a mermaid. And it is a, a real chair. It's at St. Sanara's Church in Cornwall, and it is one of the most popular tourist attractions in that area as well as with the legend which has been turned into everything in Cornwall from folk tales and folk songs it's represented in the names of local taverns and pubs and stores and it's thought to be one of the kind of foundational folk tales in Cornwall so in Cornwall you can go there and you can find a pew that a mermaid sat in in the 15th century and everyone considered her real and i think that's kind of interesting and i think it's nice that it's kind of a love story you know she finds this guy and she she you kind of brings some home um so it's not you know a doom and gloom type of story this week just i don't know i just i just saw this in a book and i just thought it was lovely you know i just thought it was really nice somehow that there was a mermaid and you know she attended church for whatever reason i don't know if she considered herself like anglican i didn't know there were anglican mermaids or catholic mermaids you know but um she attended church she sang there and she fell in love And I think that's kind of neat.
1: I've been stuck the entire time on the idea of a mermaid finding religion, (laughs) and then perhaps taking it back to her people in Atlantis, and then being burned as a witch. Because how do you burn (laughs) under the sea? I'm sure they have a way. Aquaman's figured out everything.
0: Yeah, there are definitely some some leaps in logic here, and of course this is a tale from the 15th century. So who knows how it's been, you know, twisted and stuff. A lot of stories. What's what I'm looking for? Were very. Bullshit. Yeah, well, no, all the nasty parts were kind of sanded off. Like when the Grimm's tales happened in Germany, a lot of the stuff that they were writing down, they were also kind of like sanitizing. You know, oh, you know, this is a folk tale, but oh we can't talk about this in a nice, you know, Christian society. And they would shape the stories a little. Hmm. There's a great joke in a in a Cherry Pratchett book in um the story Hogfather about a woman who is saving all of the local Christmas carols of the people that live there. But you know, To make sure that they're suitable for the audience, she's just, you know, editing them a little. And that just strikes me as so um, realistic, because that's how a lot of these things were recorded. They were, you know, like, for all we know, this could be, like, a pagan legend, and this could be someone who was attending, maybe not a church, but maybe, like, a, a sewing circle, or was attending, you know, grocery shopping. Like, we don't know, but the story evolved to say that she was going to church. And, um... A lot of stories had that happen, not just in England, but in, in other parts of Europe where they were recorded and they were messed around with, or like local gods were turned into you know, Catholic saints because they wanted to make it a more palatable type of thing. So who knows kind of where this started or what the actual original story was, but it, it turned into a story, in fact, that it happened in a church, which is a real church, and the people there actually made a, a, a shaped pew for a mermaid. Which, no matter how you slice it, is kind of incredible. No notes. Okay, (laughs) thanks. Do you
1: have a caring moment with this?
0: I do. Being mysterious is fun. It's important to have some mystery around you. Build up your own mythology until you are a creature of legend. Until no one knows if you are real or not. Become something beyond yourself. Don't be limited by your current place in life or your current social standing. You are not who or where you are right now. You will transcend. You will become a folk hero, a cryptid, a creature of your own making. You will leave your mark on the world in such a way that hundreds of years later, people will still talk about you, voices hushed and awed.
1: I got—I gotta um, admit—become mythology. One of my favorite intro lines to a caring ever on this show, uh, but also uh, a lot more fun than uh, than the story of a chair. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) your your caring moment really really ratcheted up that story several levels higher than it than i thought it we were gonna go
0: <laughs> oh thank, I've I, that's one of the things i've always said is you need to self mythologize yourself because it's it's no fun just being regular old you know megan from new jersey you have to have some like you know mythos around yourself and you have to kind of like dramatize yourself a little just to kind of like I don't know, maybe like psych yourself up, make yourself, you know, a little bit more, your day-to-day stuff more interesting. But that's always been something I've I've always believed in is, you know, no one's going to make a myth out of you except you. So you might as well start there.
1: Yeah, I, I fully agree that the uh, the New Jersey cryptid, the baller, definitely <laughs> doesn't have a day job.
0: No. Oh, we're not calling it that.
1: No. <laughs> uh, you're not down with being the baller?
0: No. No, thank you.
1: I think it works on several levels.
0: No. Oh, God. My last name is... is... Just the worst. And I have, there are so many cool last names in my family, and I'm stuck with that one, and it's so annoying.
1: You're not having a ball with it?
0: No. Oh, God. Uh, I've heard every joke. I had to go through middle school with this last name. How do you think that went? <laughs> no, but my family, uh, my father's been going through old stuff because they're cleaning stuff out, and we found the death, death um, the, the what's it called? When you go to a funeral, you get, like, the little pamphlet. You get, like, a a thing um from a great great gram- no, no no
1: what do you think it's called
0: oh i there's an actually a term it's not a mass card but it's similar to a mass card i'm trying to think of what it's called it's it's you you know what i mean right when you go to a funeral you get the
1: i know what you mean i'm asking you what do you think it is called
0: <laughs> is it called like a funeral pamphlet i i honestly i'm like making a note to myself i'm gonna have to to find out what this is but anyway <laughs> we found it we'll
1: we'll fill everyone in next episode yeah
0: (laughs) but we found it for my great-great-grandmother um and her name was sarah jane cash and that is a fucking incredible name like she was born in 1867 she died in like 1942 and just like incredible life she had living in like a one-horse town in michigan and I just love Sarah Jane Cash. That is such a fantastic name. And I'm stuck over here being Megan Ball. I was like, there's no justice in the world.
1: I, I think Cash would have gotten you more jokes than Ball, but here we are.
0: <laughs> and I, and I've, I've Googled. I'm not related to Lucille Ball. That woman's not related to Johnny Cash. There's nothing interesting happening. They're just last names. Because <laughs> I've looked. I've been like, please be cool. And it never is. Um, but anyway, what's, what's your Karen into the void today?
1: I'm gonna talk to you about bone jazz.
0: Okay, I'm already excited.
1: So uh, in the Soviet Union uh, in the 50s and 60s, they were called either bone jazz or ribs or uh, jazz on bones or bone music. Uh, And all of those have words in Russia that they were translated from, and I do not dare uh, approximate any of them, but 50s and 60s, uh, a lot of American and non-Russian music was banned. Uh, The distribution of it, owning it, just Russian stuff all day, every day, and especially no American things. So uh, (laughs) there weren't a lot of records going around of Elvis or the Beatles or the Beach Boys or Ella Fitzgerald. And so the Russian people took it upon themselves to start making their own. And the way that they went about this uh, was that they would take x-rays discarded from the local hospital and they would cut them into seven-inch discs, and then uh, they, they used old pressing machines that some people still had in factories or near their house uh, to, to press these records and make them playable. And where they got the American music from uh, was that they were recording radio broadcasts and then using that recording uh, from, from stuff that was just you know reaching across the border uh, to be able to, to press that. Yeah, so they're all uh, individualized records. They wound up costing about a ruble, so like they were dirt cheap, which is good because the audio quality on it sucks shit. Just top-notch awful, but it allowed people to have rock and roll and jazz when said things were were banned. And and that ban even included like classical Russian uh, masters who had left the country. If you if you were out of Russia, you were basically not allowed in this And so it took until 1958 for the Soviet Union to ban the possession of these bootlegs, uh, which they called the recordings a criminally hooligan trend. Uh, So somebody eventually spilled the beans. Uh, So there is uh, a wonderful book slash documentary called Bone Music, X ray Audio, uh, which was a documentary made for the BBC. Uh, They also have a website at xrayaudio.com. There's a dash between the X and the ray uh, where there's Thousands of these recordings that you can listen to yourself and also see just some of the absolutely insane. I, I just texted you some photos of some of the records.
0: Yes, I, I'm i very aware of, of this phenomenon. I love these things so much. I'm so excited you decided to highlight them because I think they're so cool.
1: Also called Rock on Bones, but bone jazz, it, it has the same feel to me as somebody saying bone daddy or or it just makes me think of somebody playing xylophones on a skeleton. <laughs> So, carrying into the void moment here. They said you were illegal. They banned you. They thought they were safe, but they didn't count on what we could do. Banding together, we lifted you up. We built you on our backs. We captured you from the air and put you in our literal bones as a forever testament to your power. We ensnared you, but only so we could set you free and spread the joy of you as far as it could go, breaking the war of souls of those who thought they could simply say, ignore that, and not have the whole world fight back. No one is locking you out, ever. By whatever means necessary, the rest of us will always find a way to keep you in our heart and in our bones.
0: Oh, well done. A+. Plus.
1: I gotta print my next comedy album on Bone Jazz Vinyl. I gotta figure out a way to do this.
0: I know. Every so often, one of these will come up on, like, eBay or something, and it'll be, like, 60 to to $100, and every time I'm just like, oh, I was like, that would be cool to own for no reason.
1: Also, you could just go get x-rays from a garbage can somewhere and cut them into a circle. It wouldn't play in your record player, but I don't think you're going to play that bone jazz record either.
0: No, it's just, it's such a cool phenomenon. And it just shows the ingenuity of people. I I just, I just love that. Music finds a way. It doesn't matter if it's banned or made illegal or people smash your instruments or burn your, you know, your stockhold of, of vinyl or whatever. Music always finds a way. And that just excites me so much. It's like, um, you know, the pirate radios they used to have, the um, the boats that yeah. they used to be in the the English Channel that were in enough international waters that they could play whatever they wanted and they couldn't get arrested. I love that so much. Just someone going like, "Hey, we really want to listen to the Stones. We have to go into international waters
1: to do so." <laughs> What's your self carrying into the void this week?
0: Honestly, I haven't been doing too much. I'm in this weird state where. My brain can't focus on anything, so I've been watching a lot of other people play D&D, which is very cool, and, and you know, that's a totally hot girl summer thing of me to be doing.
1: <laughs> Look, I don't know a girl who's hotter in the summertime than you, Wilt Ball.
0: <laughs> God, it's so bad. <laughs> it's so awful. You know, I'm I'm trying to, like, limit how much I'm spending on social media, which is hard.
1: I like that you didn't say how much time I'm spending on social media. How much I'm spending on social media, which is truly what it is. Uh, there is uh, there is an emotional and physical and 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 sometimes fiscal toll of participating in that. And and yes, I want to spend less on social media as well.
0: It's true. It, I I have a friend of mine who like every few months she goes, okay, I'll be gone for the next month, and like privates her account and just goes. And I'm just like, how how do you
1: we, we are both fans of hers.
0: <laughs> yes, because she's smarter than I also, am. Also,
1: we bring her up so often, we can just say her name in celebration.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's our friend Hazel, who j- just at E3, the game that she works on was just... It's really exciting as well.
1: What's the name of your best friend's I, game?
0: I hate you, so... <laughs> Shut up! I... Yeah. What's the no, name
1: what's of her not... game? <laughs> I can hear you clicking.
0: Oh, it's Redfall. I remember this now because um, there we go. they thought that that was going to be the next Elder Scrolls and had a Reddit set up for to discuss Elder Scrolls called Redfall. And then they had to see, sheepishly turn it into a Redfall for the game. And it's about vampires and stuff, and it's so cool. And I have the memory of Swiss cheese, and my brain is melting because it's 97 degrees outside, and all I own is black clothing. So I would, I would appreciate... <laughs> Some Grace
1: here. What's your your sharing into the Void for the week? And Uh, why is it the game Redfall that we're so excited for from your best friend, (laughs) Hazel?
0: You know what? It is the game Redfall. It's going to be amazing. She and the team there at uh, Arcane Austin have worked very hard on it, um, and I'm very excited to see it.
1: Uh, My my self-caring into the the Void this week uh, is is actually to um, try and provide a little more structure for yourself. Uh, Captain Trips, my dog, who I've brought up on the show before uh, because he hates me and constantly bites me because uh, he doesn't like men. It's really because he's just an anxious baby that spent the first three years of his life in a cage, and then we brought him in, and he, whenever he bites me, he immediately realizes I did not mean to do that and tries to apologize by rubbing his face into my hand, which sometimes I'm like, the hand hurts right now, bud. You can come back to this one. Uh, we took him to doggy day camp for the summer, uh, for, for a month here, uh, to do some obedience training and he is so happy. Uh, and it is because I think he has finally learned structure in his life. And I'm trying to give myself a little more structure too, cause I've seen it in my dog. Uh, I was like, okay, if, if I start putting some limits up for things, uh, it, it turns out you can, uh. You can easier predict uh, when when a thing will happen and what the outcome of that thing will be. Uh, just like my dog, who now understands that certain words mean that certain things happen after that. Uh, and uh, I, I would like us all to feel as good as Captain Trips, who has not bitten me in three weeks. So,
0: Hey, that's good.
1: Pretty okay. Uh, yeah. Do you have a sharing into the void this week?
0: You know what? Uh, I, I didn't really have anything. I, I I feel like we're kind of in the summer doldrums right now. And there's not a lot going on. There's not a lot of people doing some stuff. It's just hot and we're tired. So I just, you know, I just want everyone to give themselves just a little bit of breathing room. Be nice to yourself. Please stay hydrated. Stay out of the sun. It is an awful evil star and it wishes death upon us. Um, So yeah, just take care of yourself. That's all we're asking this week is for you to just take care of yourself.
1: I think you should lead us out on that note about the sun being an evil star that wants us dead. That's that's hot girl, Summer.
0: Yeah, there you go. Well, thank you so much for listening. And remember, keep your hearts dark and true, and your teeth sharp and many. And we will see you next time in the Void.
1: Bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye! Bye! bye, 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 bye. bye.